Hi, welcome to Wellness University. I'm Casey Matthews, your co-host and director of the Coalition for Healthy and Safe Campus Communities. Hello, I'm Nathan Payne, your co-host and director of the Tennessee Collegiate Recovery Initiative. We're going to be bringing you stories, resources, and research to support all your campus prevention and recovery efforts. So join us in a collaborative movement to create healthier and safer campus communities across our great state, Tennessee. Hello, welcome to the third episode of Wellness University. In this episode, you'll hear myself, Jamie Harper, Dr. Nash, and Logan Butts from Lipscomb University talking about Recovery Month and the first annual Collegiate Recovery Academy that we hosted on Lipscomb's campus. September is National Recovery Month. Last week, Lipscomb hosted the campus's first ever Collegiate Recovery Academy. So, what exactly is a Recovery Academy and how does it advance the goals of National Recovery Month? Welcome to Bison Talk. My name is Logan Butts and today we have a panel of experts to answer those questions and more as we welcome Dr. DeAndrea Witherspoon-Nash, the lead faculty for the Addiction Specialization in the Clinical Mental Health Counseling Program, Nathan Payne, the coordinator of the Tennessee Collegiate Recovery Initiative, and Jamie Harper, an alum of the Addiction Specialization Program and the faith-based coordinator in Tennessee's Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. All right, everybody, we're here today on an episode of Bison Talk to uh, discuss National Recovery Month. We've got the panel of guests. Uh, will everyone introduce themselves to the audience? Good morning. I'm Dr. DeAndrea Witherspoon-Nash. I am the lead faculty for the Addiction Specialization in the Clinical Mental Health Counseling Program. Good morning. I am Nathan Payne. I'm the coordinator of the Tennessee Collegiate Recovery Initiative. And I am Jamie Harper. I'm the faith-based community coordinator for Middle Tennessee through the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. And I am also an alumni at Lipscomb University. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for coming on the show today. We really appreciate it. All right, just to start us off here, can you tell us a little bit about what National Recovery Month is and explain to us why it's so important? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, <clears throat> I think that um, I think that National Recovery Month is just an opportunity to, uh, you know, I always say uh, every month's recovery month for me since I work in the field and, I, and I'm a, a person in long-term recovery as well. But um, National Recovery Month is cool because it gives everybody else an opportunity to recognize um, the importance of talking about recovery and, um, and reducing stigma. Um, and it's sort of, you know, it gives everybody an opportunity to come together and uh, learn more about what recovery looks like, um, what substance use disorder looks like. Uh, Jamie, would you add a little to that or what do you think? I think it's a lot of it is just getting the word out there that recovery is possible and allowing individuals a space to be able to find out more about addictions and especially recovery and to be able, like Nathan said, to reduce that stigma concerning substance use disorder and addictions in general, and just to give hope to individuals who, who may be struggling at the moment to really provide a community, a recovery community for individuals to be a part of if they don't have one. So there's, there's a lot of things that National Recovery Month does, but as, as we celebrated on a state and even a county level, this is on a national level, of course, and so it's going across the nation. 
and it's a whole month and we do a lot of things across the nation in order to promote national recovery month such as recovery fest such as being able to do things like uh, getting the universities and colleges college campuses on board with the collegiate recovery initiative to get coalitions involved in putting on events uh, organizations everybody steps in on this in order to be a part of it and let people know that recovery is real. I would definitely echo that. It, it's given us an opportunity to have more conversations and to highlight those stories of hope that Jamie and Nathan referenced. And so because if there is this national spotlight on recovery, then that opens the door to um, have those conversations and to also start some new initiatives. It just seems like the, the wonderful time to be able to to build upon those foundations that have already been created for us. Yeah, and I saw that uh, in celebration of this, you all painted the bison and it said, uh, quote, your life, your future, your recovery. And can you kind of speak to what that signifies? Sure, so this is the second year that we have painted the bison. And so I encourage the students who are in each addiction specialization cohort to come up with a slogan to coin a phrase that really views how they see recovery. And so for this particular cohort, their interest was in autonomy and really focusing on the fact that recovery is individualized, that we join um, each other on each journey and to really figure out, you know, what is it that people need in, in order to begin um, their journey of healing? And it looks so different. So the fact that it's, it's yours and it's empowering and so we wanted to focus on the strength of that statement and how much it speaks volumes um, to the community. And like I think you mentioned uh, before, Jamie, uh, we had our first ever Collegiate Recovery Academy as part of the celebration of this month. Can you all tell us about how that went and what exactly it was? Well, the Collegiate Recovery Academy was, was essentially established from Lipscomb, Lipscomb becoming a Collegiate Recovery recovery allies so the university is a recovery ally we have over 45 staff and faculty who have taken the training to become a recovery ally as well there's a lot of things happening on campus to provide a place for students for the the whole campus to become recovery friendly and to provide that safe place for people to reach out for help to maintain or begin their recovery and Addiction happens in a lot of different ways across campus. And we're just trying to provide a safe place for people to be able to begin or maintain the recovery. Going in and, and having the academy itself was a huge step. And not only for Lipscomb campus, but for Lipscomb really to become the beacon throughout the state for faith-based campuses. Uh, to do what is needed, to do what is necessary to become recovery friendly. The, we did a lot of education through the academy from providing recovery ally training, Narcan or naloxone trainings. And we also had a community resource training and it was actually kind of a state resource training to allow people to understand where you can go to get help. So whenever the faculty or staff or students come across someone who may, may need assistance, 
now they know where to go. They know how to speak to the individual, how to create that safe place for them to ask for help. And so it's, it's really allowed the campus to become well-rounded from the faculty and staff in providing the campus um, that safe environment, but allowing each of the faculty and staff to know what, how to create that safe place and allow students as well to know what it means to be recovery friendly. We talk to individuals all the time, uh, students especially about how they've been impacted by addiction. And what we see is that the majority of them have in one way or another, whether it's personally or whether it's someone in their family. And what I hear a lot is we just wanna know what to do. We wanna know how to help. And so that's what Lipscomb is trying to do is to provide the place for help to begin. I would, I would echo what, um, what Jamie said there. Um, the goal of the Collegiate Recovery Initiative, the primary goal is to, uh, to help prime the landscape on campuses across the state um, to do more outreach with their students. And so one of, the, um, one of the questions that come up when we were building the Collegiate Recovery Initiative as a whole is how can we, how can we, um, how can we get to that point? Um, so if you'll imagine that, you know, like consistent and stable outreach for students is at the top of the triangle. How do we build the foundation of that? And that's the way that we build the foundation um, is through these Collegiate Recovery Academies by facilitating conversation um, and facilitating change through that conversation. The Collegiate Recovery Academy that uh, Lipscomb hosted was the first of its kind in the state, um, and it's going to serve as a model that we're going to take to other campuses um, to create this same conversation. Yeah, and on, on that topic, I guess we can go ahead and talk about the Bison's in Recovery program that is launched. I know, Jamie, you helped launch that. Uh, why is that so important to this campus? You know, what is that exactly? The Bison's in Recovery program is an all-recovery meeting. So it's a 12-step program, open group, so people can come in and find their place. Meetings are important because it creates community. And we know that the, op the opposite of addiction is connection. And if we can create a space of connection for individuals, their recovery is more sustainable. And so that's, that's the efforts that we're trying to create through the program itself is just to allow that environment for recovery to happen, to allow the connection for recovery to be sustained and maintained, and to allow people to talk about their issues, talk about their problems, their struggles, maybe their cravings, in a, a, an environment that says, hey, we're here with you. And that's what we really want the whole campus to be. We want to change the the... I don't want to say mentality because that's kind of harsh, but to change the, the outlook, the view of the campus, the individuals on campus to say, hey, this is a recovery friendly place. We don't have to do this in secret. We can recover together. It's, essentially, we're all in recovery from something. Everybody has struggled with something. We all need help of some kind. This just allows us a, a safe place to be able to discuss those things. We meet on Tuesdays, every Tuesday from six to seven o'clock. And uh, we have in-person and on Zoom available. So we are doing a hybrid program and it's going very well. We just need as many students as possible to show up. 
And uh, also wanted to discuss, you know, the clinical mental health counseling addiction specialization program in general. I know that was a big part you put in this event. Can you just tell us about that program and its importance? Sure. So um, we are definitely excited to have the addiction specialization track. And so when it was first developed in partnership with Cumberland Heights, the idea was that we have students who, of course, are coming in because they want to become professional licensed clinicians in, in the community. And we need some many more clinicians who are trained to not only be able to help individuals who have mental health disorders, but also substance use disorders. And so in order to do that, then we need to be able to provide the education on the front end, as well as being able to pair that with the clinical experience. And so our first cohort completed the specialization in 2017. And so what's really unique about this program is that it's a three course series. And so in the spring, students take a foundations course, introduces them to different um, information with regard to data and stats and trends with regard to substance use disorders. And then it transitions over into the assessment piece and then eventually prevention. And with the prevention part of the series, we are out in the community because we definitely have a heart for service. And so what that looks like is being able to partner with uh, Metro Nashville Public Schools, for example, or the Nashville Community Court to be able to provide information with regard to prevention. Um, what's also important to note, too, is that students get to implement what they're learning from the classes while they are completing their practicum and internship experience with Cumberland Heights. So whether that's at their inpatient uh, treatment centers or even in their intensive outpatient programs in the community. So it is very unique and we are definitely grateful for the opportunity to be able to grow this program. And is there just any other sort of mental health amenities on campus that you wanted to highlight? I know that's a big question, but is there just stuff you wanted, all wanted to talk about? Well, definitely number one being our, our counseling center and dispelling uh, a lot of the myths uh, surrounding mental health and the shame that can come um, with uh, knowing that you're experiencing uh, mental health symptoms and being afraid to talk about it. So knowing that there is a safe place for me to be able to go and to be able to talk with someone who can help me so that I'm not in isolation. So we definitely want to highlight the counseling center. Yeah. And then can we just speak a little bit to our why college is such an integral time for people's mental health? Yeah. I think, uh, I think that for me, the way I see it is, I mean, for a lot of individuals, this is a this is the first time, and even if you're if you're on a commuter campus or whatever, where you, uh, uh, it's still the case that you are leaving the comfort of the nest, so to speak. You know, it's a it's a big change in environment. Um, it's oftentimes a big change. It can be kind of a culture shock for students, and I think that it it puts them in a vulnerable position um, for mental health as well as substance use disorder. Um, so to me, it just makes total sense um, that universities are taking more of a proactive approach and talking about these things, um, because what we're seeing is that um, in not talking about them, uh, the data shows that, you know, the problems have only grown. Um, suicide is the second leading cause of death in youth um, ages 10 to 24. And so and the, the numbers that that illustrate the need continue, you know, to go on. So I think that. Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, it's a really important thing to cover and 
I'm excited to see universities like Lipscomb uh, taking a proactive approach on it. I would definitely say that um, echoing what, what Nathan um, just stated, that that transition during the emerging adulthood period of your life can be so stressful. There are a lot of unknowns. It can be the first time that you're away from home. We don't know how many of our students you know, have family support. Some people may be doing this on their own, first generation, not really understanding how to navigate the different transitions, um, finding different social groups uh, to be a part of, just finding their fit. And then, of course, this, the whole stressful schedule of you know, going to classes or maybe working. And so there's just so much change. And then you put the pandemic on top of everything else. You know, we're learning how to, to utilize healthy coping skills. And if I don't really have a lot in my toolkit, then I'm more likely to go to what I know and what I know may be really unhealthy for me. So to be able to acknowledge the fact that people are not alone in that, you know, is that, that theme of universality. Once I know that other people um, have similar struggles as me, then that really helps to open up those conversations. Yeah, I, that was all the questions I had today. Is there anything else you all wanted to add? I, I would like to also say that our administration has been full support of our new partnerships. Uh, our initiatives, uh, the formation of the addiction specialization. And so our hope is that we have a recovery ally in every program, in every department, if not every one. And so we want to continue to have these conversations so that we provide a holistic approach to, to support and um, to uplift each and every student. And not just undergrad students, but also graduate students too, because you may not feel as connected on campus. You're coming to campus for your classes, you know, you're leaving to go to work or to go home to take care of families. And so we want everyone to know that there are resources that are available from uh, the Counseling Center, the Marriage and Family Therapy Center, all the way to Bison's in Recovery. I thought it was interesting the way that Lipscomb has decided to even take this one step further and integrate addiction and recovery into a breakout session for a chapel. So they've asked me to teach, uh, to lead a breakout group for 10 weeks uh, for, for chapel, which I think is absolutely amazing to open it up that much to allow students who want to become more aware and educated on addiction and recovery to be a part of that breakout group. And we actually had a good number show up yesterday and they were very interested. They were all in. Uh, nobody fell asleep. It was wonderful. <laughs> I, I would like to say that uh, just for anyone listening um, that may be struggling with substance use disorder or struggling with mental illness, uh, please don't be afraid to, to attend this Bison's in Recovery meeting. Um, if you want to learn more about the initiative or you want to get in contact with myself, you can Google um, tn.gov slash collegiate recovery, um, and it'll put you on the website. Uh, you're also going to learn more about the Recovery Ally training there and some of the other things that we're trying to do with the initiative. Um, but again, I would just say that if you're listening to this and, and you're an individual who's struggling with mental illness or struggling with substance use disorder, you're not alone. Um, I think I can speak for all of us when I say that is that's the primary goal of this work, um, because those two things can make an individual feel lonelier um, than anything I've encountered. The opposite of addiction is connection. The opposite of, of all of the, the remedy to all of this is connection and conversation. So I'll speak on 
the collaboration and integration with the Tennessee Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services that we've got going on? I can speak from, from my end. I definitely want to highlight um, how, how proud we are <clears throat> of our alumni here, Mr. Jamie Harper, and um, the work that he's done in the program. Uh, of course, Jamie is a graduate of the Clinical Mental Health Counseling Program who also completed the addiction specialization. And so uh, Jamie and I had a lot of different conversations about you know, how do we reach those closest to us? How do we make more connections on this campus so that others have the information that we discuss in class. And so it was not uncommon for Jamie to stay after and provide resources to um, other students in the class. And it was a ripple effect. And so one of the conversations that we had was developing a partnership between our program and Tennessee Collegiate Recovery Initiative. And so he put me into contact with Mr. Nathan Payne. And so we communicated via email and got some Zoom meetings going and, and talked about, you know, how do we grow this? And how do we not just have meetings to have meetings, but actually provide some, some action steps with it and get some traction going. And so the first part of that was developing this recovery ally training and providing it to our faculty and staff. And so it's also open to students now. So I do wanna highlight the fact that we have students who are certified as recovery allies as well. The way that I see it is this was the perfect storm. And, and what I mean by that is we have individuals like Dr. Nash who are passionate about recovery, passionate about getting information out to help those in addiction. And me being the faith-based community coordinator through the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services, on a faith-based campus, being able to help get the resources established for this to take place, it was, it was the perfect storm. We had all the people in the right places at the right time for this to happen. Talking to Dr. Nash, being able to understand what needed to happen on campus, I was able to get hold of Nathan, whom I work with uh, and have for the past three years. And his involvement with the collegiate recovery uh, initiative was, it, it was seamless, it was flawless, just being able to make that connection and allowing the campus to become recovery friendly, allowing them to be integrated in, which provided the, the relationship between the university and the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. I'd say also, um... You know, that this is, and I've, I said this at the event, the Collegiate Recovery Academy, um, and I, you know, so I've echoed it several times, um, but the partnership that we've developed, uh, the Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse and the Tennessee Collegiate Recovery Initiative with Lipscomb um, is a shining example of what we're trying to build across the state with all of these universities um, to where we're working side by side with faculty that are interested in engaging students with administration. Um, because exactly what's happened is exactly what I envisioned when we were starting the collegiate recovery initiative, where, um, I am just here to support and I'm here to, to offer my help in, in whatever capacity I can as part of the collegiate recovery initiative. Um, but Dr. Nash and Jamie have been on fire with this on, uh, and, and Kathy, as well. I don't want to forget her. And then other staff have, have stepped in to help um, 
help promote this event and help put it together. And, um, I mean, you know, definitely all the, all the snaps, uh, go to those two and, and everybody else that was helping out. Um, the initiative is here to create these partnerships and connect campuses to resources and provide trainings. And again, prime the landscape and it really, um, lies on the campus. What we do further from there. I was going to say, um, we definitely want to keep those partnerships going and the communication going because the more we talk about it the the less it's it's taboo such a taboo topic and so people don't have to feel like they're ashamed uh, to, to discuss addiction or recovery or just in, in essence feel like they're in an isolation so I, I, we're excited about this partnership we're excited for the opportunity we're so glad that Lipscomb is embracing it and that it won't just stop at Lipscomb, that we're partnering with other colleges and universities as well, because the need is great. Bison Talk is an award-winning podcast that takes a deep dive into today's current events and news with some of Lipscomb University's most interesting people. Bison Talk is produced by the Lipscomb University Office of Public Relations and Communications. Learn more about Lipscomb University at www.lipscomb.edu.